I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 108 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. You guys, I don't do the intros like Jay. <laughs> you need to intros. be louder. Oh you guys, we are so excited today to be joined by a beautiful and brilliant man who is literally rescuing the rescuers. He has built a platform uh, that helps the people who help the animals and who really change the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we have with us today, Chris Roy. <laughs> I'm going to have you do all my introductions, right? I'm just going to bring you to all the conferences and I'm going to be like, here, let them introduce me. <laughs> let's go, let's go. So you have created this amazing platform called Dubert. Yep. Named after your cat. Named after the cat. Yes. So give us a little intro on Dubert and a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm an IT guy, right? Like that's what I do. I I have two passions in life. One is animals. The other is aviation. Those are my like hobbies. And uh, that's really kind of where the two kind of came together. So um, tech guy by day and pilot by nights and weekends. and um, that's really where it started was somebody that ran a rescue, you know, you know how people wouldn't rescue, they socialize and, Hey, can somebody go get these animals? And I got asked to fly down from Milwaukee to Kentucky to pick up some animals, pick up some dogs. And I'm like, sweet, I can go flying and play with dogs. Like what else is there in life? You know? <laughs> right. Um, and that's really where it started is it kind of became a thing. I, I was doing rescues, for many years, right? Saved hundreds of animals, which is really cool. Um, but I knew that there was something more. I knew that it became, people are contacting me from literally all over the country. I'm like, people, I live in Wisconsin. I cannot fly to California to fly up to Oregon, to fly back to Wisconsin. Like, it's not going to happen, right? Um, and I'm like, there needs to be a place where everybody can just say where they are and you know, days they can go and how far they can go. And that's where the concept of Dubert was born. And tell us a little bit about your about where the name came from. Uh, of course, Dubert the cat. So, so the the story. So, I um, been a cat guy. Obviously, I used to like the show Star Trek: The Next Generation back in the '90s. And so, when I got my first cat after I graduated from college, um, I just thought the name Jean Luc was a cool man. So, I named the first cat Jean Luc, right after Jean Luc Picard. And then, you know, he was kind of bored because I ended up traveling some days and stuff and I wasn't around. I'm like, I got to get him a friend. And so, of course, got a second cat and everybody at work's like, oh, you should name him like Jordy or Worf or like all the other stupid character names. I'm like, it's not right. And I'm like, who's Jean-Luc's nemesis? And in the show, there was this character called Q that was Jean-Luc's nemesis. So I'm like, perfect. So I named the cat Q. Little did I know when you go to the vet, and they say, so what's the cat's name? And I go, Q. And they go, Q. And I go, yeah, Q. Q what? No, Q. Just Q. The letter Q. Yes, not C-U-E. Yes. Oh, my God, the cat's name is Q. Can you please just put it in the damn system, people? <laughs> Finally, I gave up and just named him Quincy. So in all the vet records, he was named Quincy. And But Q, right? I still wanted to call him Q. And, and uh, Q kind of became Q Bert. If you remember, there's an 80s video game, right? Qbert. Yes. yes. Right? Oh, gosh. I used to love that. And then Qbert became Dubert, right? Because Dubert was, he was a 
big cat. He was a very loud cat. He was not a very bright cat, but he was a very lovable cat. And we used to call it geolocating, right? Dubert would be upstairs. We'd be downstairs and you'd hear row and be like, Dubert. And you'd be like, row. And he would literally like echolocate all the way down to find you. And it was like, now it's snuggle time. And he would jump up and he would lay right on your chest. And uh, so he was this wonderful old soul, right? Just a beautiful cat, orange and white tabby. And so I could think of no better way than to name the name of the program, name of the platform after him. So oh, it was on. I love, I love that so much. So talk a little bit about this aviation. Talk about the early days. And I want to kind of bring everybody on the journey of, uh, because I think uh, we didn't know about this until the beautiful Linda and Rita from Happy Hander Alliance intro to us. So yes. grateful for that. And, and really, and it's just brilliant. It's a brilliant, it, it's a brilliant platform. And we have so many, I mean, I mean, in the cat community specifically, there's so mm -hmm. many that work in rescue, you know? So um, I think this is such a, a valuable um, platform that needs to, like more people need to know about. I, sure. I yeah. yeah. So what did you see in those early days when, when people, it was just basically word of mouth, right? Like yeah. oh, yeah, fly planes, which is totally normal. Right. Totally. Yeah, totally. Everybody does. Don't we all I'll take some. Yeah, I'll take some dogs from here to here to there. How did it? Tell us about sure. the days and uh, how you yeah. it was. It was painful. I mean, so I mean, it's crazy. I mean, this May coming up, May twenty third will be eight years. Um, Dubert, Dubert, the program launched May twenty third, two thousand fourteen. Uh, at the uh, Humane Society Expo conference, it was that year was in Florida. Um, of course, it was under development for like a year, a little over a year before that. But you know, when you think about, it, so it's funny. I, I always tell people, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I was doing, right? I just had this idea. I'm like, this is a great idea, right? It, it'll help me, and that's really where it kind of starts. The best ideas start with a problem you have to solve. Yep. And so initially, I was going to launch it just for pilots. I thought. You know, of course. And and thankfully, I had some rescue people that were working with me and they said, well, you think you can make it so drivers could sign up too? I'm like, why would a driver need to sign up? Like, I don't get this. Like, what's going on? And it, there was just a lot of learning that was happening um, for me, just learning about animal rescue. I was one of those people that really didn't know. Um, nowadays, I, I always get people when they say, oh, it's really cool, you know. We rescued a dog or a cat, and I was asking them, great, do you know where they came from? And they're like, I never thought of that. I'm like, yeah, well, there's this whole, like, you know, system, right, that we're trying to move animals safely and all these passionate people. So, you know, here I am going, hey, I'm a tech guy, right? So hired some developers to work with me, had this vision, built it, launched it, started with zero volunteers and zero organizations, the big goose egg, right? Yeah. Um, and, of course, no money. I didn't have any money to market it or anything like that. And it was really painful because the first year I literally had nobody, right? There was nobody signed up. And I'm going, I spent all this time and money and years of my life, right? Yeah. What the hell? And But I wasn't giving up. I knew that this was something that can really make a difference. And the way I describe it is, listen, if I can save you time, you're going to save more animals, right? So that's the whole purpose of this is to, to save you time, to automate those things. As I always say, automate the things that are good for automation. And when it comes to transport, particularly the rescue relay style transport, where you hand an animal from one volunteer to the next to the next, they're really painful to coordinate. And I'll never forget one of the ladies that still works with us, she's a transport coordinator. Um, 
she's like, Chris, before Dubert, I could maybe plan three transports a week. Right. And it was like lots of manual and email and Facebook messaging and all this other stuff. She said, now I can do 15. Wow. Like, That's exactly why I did this. Yeah. So they, they save more animals. And so I would say after the first year, we started to get a little bit of traction, started to get a couple of rescues. Um, and then it really, you know, we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I've to date, I've spent zero marketing. <laughs> I don't have any marketing dollars to spend on it. Um, but it continued over the years to build out the capabilities of Dubert system. Um, so we've got, you know, a fostering module now, a case management module, uh, rehoming module, right? We've got all these things that are all integrated in one system um, to really try and help the rescues and shelters connect with volunteers. And so that's the best thing is I feel like there's no other system in the animal rescue space that does what we do. We focus both on volunteers. So anybody can go sign up. System will you know, walk you through the different profiles. You kind of choose how you want to help and be a volunteer. And then the organizations can sign up and they see a different side of the platform and they can you know, create transport requests and create, you know, foster requests and things like that. And so we're marrying the two of them together. So it's, um, it's been quite a journey for, for eight years, but I'm excited. I, we've been a part of, of saving more than 15,000 animals, which is, wow. yeah, it's just way more than I ever could have done on my own. And so I'm really, I'm really humbled and really excited that uh, we could be a part of it. Oh, I love this so much. This is really, it's one of those things, like you just said, the best ideas come from a solving a problem, right? A need. And I really think when we started kind of looking into this, it was like, how is something like this not all right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it, but exactly as you explained it, it really did take a lot of blood, sweat and tears with no kind of, um, you know, it wasn't like you had some Investors venture capitalist that was right. like, Here's a million dollars. Go do something good. With I wish. It. <laughs> that would be really nice. Do you know anybody that has a million dollars that they're not using? <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, uh, excuse me. Wait, we sit in it as we sit in yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting in your closet, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but seeing, too, you guys have, is it over 30,000 volunteers now that it's like? Yeah. Unbelievable. So. Yeah, it, it was crazy because it was like what was really crazy to me is I was reaching out to different organizations, different rescue groups saying, Hey, like I built the software, you know, if you invite your volunteers, then it'll be so much easier. Right. I figured this is great. Right. We all kind of help each other out. And I would say that people kind of like, yeah, we don't want to give you our volunteers. And I'm like, huh? I, I'm confused. <laughs> and in my mind, I, I kind of go, well, first of all, they're not really your volunteers. Like these are people that are passionate about helping animals. Right. Um, and so I, I think it was probably after the first year of trying to do that and kind of people stonewalling me, I finally said, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to go try and recruit my own, right? And really show them that a bigger platform with more volunteers helps us all, right? I mean, they always say rising tide lifts all boats. And that's kind of my, my goal. And so when we had 100 volunteers, nobody cared. When, when we had 1,000 people, like, oh, good for you, right? Then I got 5,000, and then I got 10,000. And they're like, hey, what are, you, what are you doing over there, right? How, can, you, can you just give us your volunteers? I'm like, no, you can use the platform. They're volunteers for anybody. And, you know, it really then continued to grow, and people started to share. And, you know, we um, 
still, I, I don't spend, I've spent $0. I don't do any marketing. I don't have any money to do any marketing, right? On social ads or anything like that. And so it's really grown organically, people sharing, um, us doing reference checking and things like that, sharing, you know, kind of spreading the word just by doing what we do. And so now it's really exciting. I mean, we're, we're right around 35,000 volunteers across the U.S., um, U.S., Canada, and proud to say that uh, we also enabled it for Australia. Um, so yeah. global, yeah, yeah. So anything we can do, I mean, I always tell people it's it's software, right? So I, I just need to know. And we've continued to build out the features, right? So there's different types of transport. So there's local ride transports. There's the rescue relay ones. There's higher volume ones. Um, it's to me, it's I like the challenge. I like the different ways that we can we can get involved. And, you know, the, the foster module came about again, it was one of those things I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah we should build that. But then COVID hit, right. right. And the world changed and every rescue, pretty much most rescues run a foster program, but every shelter had to kind of do a foster program almost overnight. Yep. And so I, you know, I don't ever like to do things small. I always like to go big. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what can we do to, revolutionized fostering. So built-in integrated two-way text messaging. So every organization gets their own phone number. They can send and receive text messages from the platform, just like you would from a phone. But instead of you having to pass the phone around kind of a thing, or right. use your personal phone, uh, we assign every organization a phone number. So texting is the way to communicate nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's like, I, I like being able to continue to, to push the envelope because I think the animal rescue world is just so far behind in technology. Wow. Yeah. Literally how so you, is boots on the ground and how you, of, so yeah, yeah. You need somebody like, like you to, uh, to with your brain, right. With your brain power to be able to, uh, yeah. to connect it out, uh, connect it all. I can't believe it's worldwide. Like to so build many. this. Yeah. I mean, this is really an incredible thing. So you're talking about these modules for, for people like us who are so new to this. Sure. Talk to us a little bit, because I think that this is something that, um, you know, understanding how this works. I think, you know, you getting stonewalled in the beginning is because change is hard for people. Right. They have a way of doing things and they think, well, there's no way. And people are cynical now, right? And sure. so saying, hey, I've got this amazing platform that can help you. We can all help each other. It's like, uh-huh, sure. Um, so I think that that's, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the the dynamic that's the environment that exists in a lot of ways. So for all of us newbies, kind of walk through, like, uh, it, do you only work with organizations or do you help? Is there a way if someone is dealing with, um, they've rescued animals that they can't, they can't keep forever. They're basically like a foster. How, how does this work for them? And well, and I want to start by saying the link uh, to Dubert is in yes. the description for those of you guys listening on the podcast is D O O B E R T.com um, where you guys can go to get um, information on this. So yes, continue. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, let's, let's take it from, like you said, from somebody that really doesn't know a lot about the animal rescue world. And there's so many ways that you can get involved and help rescues and shelters because the animals need everything from photographs to a ride to a safe place to be. So if you said, if you're listening to this or watching this and you said, you know, I'd like to get involved, right? It's really easy. You go to, as you said, dubert.com, big sign up button. And the system will walk you through. You create a user ID and password, right? Verify your email, phone number, all that kind of stuff so we can contact you. And then you choose, do you want to be a transporter? Do you want to be a foster? Maybe you want to be both. 
and you're essentially configuring your profile. So if you said, for example, I want to be a transporter, you're putting in, you know, the where you are zip code wise. So we use your zip code to kind of know whether to notify you. And then how big of a radius around your zip code do you want to be notified for transports? The default is 100 miles, but, you know, we have some people that make it bigger and some people that make it smaller, depending on where they are. And that's what the system uses to notify you that and the days that you say that you're available, right? So if you're a weekend only, right, if you have a full-time day job, you can't necessarily transport during the week, totally fine. Um, you can transport on weekends or if you have more flexibility. We have a lot of volunteers, particularly in the summer, that have more flexibility, right? So they go in, they just modify their, um, their preferences. And if you want to be a foster, same kind of thing, right? What kind of household do you have? Are you looking to foster dogs or cats? You know, do you have dogs, cats, or kids in your household, right? Because the matching process is important. We want to make sure that the rescues and shelters know, right, what is the foster looking for? What are they looking for so they can find that perfect match? Wow. And then, you know, so on the foster side in particular, once, um, once they you know, recruit you as a foster, or you can search for animals that are looking for foster. And you say, I want to be a foster for this animal. Um, if they accept you, then we were essentially creating that connection. And what I want to do is make it so that the animal fosters, the people can communicate with the organization seamlessly, easily, right? Again, text messaging, opening a ticket, if you've got a question or something without always having to you know, call the call the shelter and try and find the right person, leave a voicemail, they get back to you, right? So we're trying to make those tools and then to really engage fosters like yourself that say, hey, look, we have a foster animal. So why do you have a foster animal? Well, because we're keeping them safe until we can get them adopted. Well, how the heck do you get them adopted? You take pictures and vote and, and send videos and all these other things. So we've built that into the platform so that the foster people can take videos, I mean, particularly of cats. I always tell people, if for whatever reason, every cat picture kind of looks the same, right? But when you get them on video, they have such unique personalities. Yeah. Um, so that was really important to me to build into the platform the ability for the fosters to, to take video um, and have it seamlessly upload so that potential adopters now can see these animals. So we've built, it's like almost like an Instagram page for every single um, animal. And the fosters can add the videos and the photos and the likes and the dislikes and really just keep pumping it full of, you know, fresh content. Um, and then, of course, share it out to social media and that to really draw some, draw people in, right, to help get that animal promoted and get that animal adopted. Because that's why we need fosters is to safely take care of the animals and then more importantly, to help, um, you know, network them and socialize them to get them adopted. So, Lots of different ways that you as a volunteer um, can go out there. And, and like I said, you choose how you want to participate. And then we kind of make that connection and share your information with the uh, the rescues and shelters. That's amazing. And so if uh, if I say I am somebody that's looking to adopt mm -hmm. a, a new cat or a dog, could I go to dubert.com then and go yep. through those profiles and and see what I would, what I would want. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, it's kind of like an evolution, right? And one of the things that's happening in the animal sheltering world is they're really trying to work with people that have to surrender their animals for whatever reason um, to try and find alternative solutions so that we don't have to bring the animals into the shelter. And one of those solutions is to rehome. So if you had to give up your dog or cat for whatever reason, 
um, they would work with you to post and socialize that animal so that it doesn't ever have to come into the shelter. It stays with you, but then we work to find someone else to take the animal and then make the connection for you so that you can say, are they, you know, the best fit for this animal? Yeah. So and we, I, I just yeah. sent someone your link the other day who was looking to, that needed to rehome um, some of her cats. And I think that is absolutely amazing, especially for us, because we get the question all the time and it's sure. like, well, look up in your local area and go to your yeah. local, you know, like see if your local shelter has some com you know, contacts or whatnot. Uh, but this is absolutely, this is so perfect. I mean, and now it's a one and done solution. It's go here, wow. post them here and then share it in your, you know, social media or, or whatever. And then we can tell more and more people that are like, where should I adopt from? Well, how about you right. go yeah. How about you go to uh, Duber.com? And yep. that's awesome. This is, it almost feels like it's too, it's too big and beautiful to really grasp. I mean, not only do you do so much saving volunteers and organizations time, make it so much more uh, real for the animals that are looking for their forever homes, but you save so much heartache. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that is something that we see so often that it's just too hard. And you really found an incredible way to kind of, it, it, it was really an all-encompassing platform. Um, and, and you make it simple. I mean, I think that, so anyone can go sign up wherever they're at. If they only yep. have one day a month that they can volunteer. Yep. It is, it is all. And from there, it's just, they're notified as. Yep. They choose how to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. How is it out with the transport? Like, you know, you talk about the Uber and the, this includes flying. This includes. So pilots, drivers, right? I'm not everybody's a pilot. I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if you have, a, you have a car, right? If you have access to a car, right? It doesn't have to be your car. Um, whether you can only travel on the weekends or during the week. I mean, I would tell you, uh, if you go look at some of the stories in that, there, we have, have a lot of people that have never done a rescue relay transport. And I will tell you, having done hundreds of them, it's such a rewarding experience to know that you're giving up your time and the use of your vehicle to help these rescue animals to get from somewhere where they're less likely to be adopted or possibly euthanized to a forever home, um, to, a, to another organization that is going to adopt them out. And it's, it's a journey. And the people that you meet and these animals you know, I've said it for years that these animals know they they may not know what exactly is happening, but they know something good is happening and they know that you're there to help them. Um, and it's such a rewarding experience to be able to participate in one of these and meet the people and take the pictures. And, you know, I mean, it's it's hours of time. Uh, generally, most of the legs are an hour in distance. So the way it kind of works is that when there's a transport that meets your criteria, right, the system notifies you. Um, when you click on the email or the if you use the app, it'll take you out to a page where you can see all the available legs, right? And you can sign up for the legs. And what a leg is, is just think of it as like a segment um, of the journey. So if you were um, trying to move animals from Florida to Massachusetts, we break the leg into manageable legs, right? So usually between 60 and 80 mile legs um, and publish it out and only notify the people that matter, right? So we're not notifying people in California uh, of a transport that's in Florida. And so you right. come out, you, you'll get notified based upon your preferences. And you can turn them off, by the way, if you need a break or something, you can turn them off. But um, you go out, you know, you click on the thing, it takes out, it shows you all the open legs, you click to sign up. Um, you know, it attaches your name and information of the leg. And 
uh, puts you in contact with the other volunteers on the journey, as well as what's known as the transport coordinator. So usually somebody from the rescue or the shelter is the one coordinating the overall transport. Um, and essentially, you know, your job as the transporter is to kind of figure out with the other people you're meeting, both picking up and dropping off, right, exactly where you're going to meet, typically a restaurant, rest stops, places like that. Um, and then it's just, you know, the coordinator keeps you in up to speed, I guess, on the day of the transport as to what's going on, where things are at. And you drive to the pickup point, you know, you're meeting the other person, hand the dogs or cats over to you and take pictures, lots of hugs. And then you drive to the next point and do the same thing again. And then you drive home. And um, it's, you know, for a one hour leg, it's, you know, you're probably talking three hours out of your day. But I'll tell you, it's a rewarding experience and it's addictive. We have some people that <laughs> fight over who can get, you know, the particular leg of a transport first. I've had people complain to me, you know, you need to block so-and-so because they always sign up for the legs before I can get to them. I'm like, I'm really sorry. What a great problem to have, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, rescuers really are the, you know, the people in just in this community, the fosters, the rescuers, every, the TNR, like the, the everybody is like, and volunteers just in general, like yeah. they're just such beautiful humans and they really, you know, they want to be a part of it. A lot of people just live for um, yeah. this kind of, this kind of, uh, uh, volunteer work. And it really is. I mean, you're growing this huge community. I think about that 35,000 volunteers and all that communication happens in on platform, right? Like that is, and you have, yeah. the, and you have a, an app for it too. Yep. Yep. Working on actually updating the app cause the app's getting kind of old. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, what we try to do right now is provide the communication information. I'm, I'm pretty sensitive about privacy. So you have to obviously be signed up for that uh, particular transport before we're going to share the contact information of the other volunteers that you're meeting. Um, but, you know, it's I don't want to try and replicate what Facebook has with Messenger or what the phone companies have right, with uh, uh, messages and phones. But we do. We, we share the information. Here's who you're meeting. Here's the car they're driving. Um, you can have a picture on your profile, picture of your car, all those other kinds of things. And we really try and make it easy for you to collaborate and figure out, you know, the where specifically you're meeting. The timing's all been kind of predetermined, right? So you can you can easily see when you're signing up for that leg. And like you said, volunteers are the the lifeblood, right? There's so many volunteers needed. And there's those types of transports, the rescue relays, there's Local rides, we call them. So sometimes the shelter just needs you to pick up an animal at the shelter and take them to an adoption event or, or sometimes to a spay and neuter clinic. Or as you mentioned, TNR. TNR is really hard and they always need extra hands to and vehicles, right, to try and get the animals and, and get them over to the, to the spay and neuter clinic and then get them back out, right, to where they belong. So lots of opportunities. And what I'm trying to do is make it so that you choose how you want to get involved, right? You manage your preference. I'm not telling you what to do or how often to do it. I'm trying to give you the tools so that you can contribute. Like you said, whether it's a day a month or we have some volunteers where literally they're doing it a couple of times a week. Um, and, you know, it's whatever, whatever fits into your schedule, we want to try and support it. And this is still something. So you you you're still an IT guy, right? Like this yeah, by not, day, right? By, by day, <laughs> yeah. I tell people I work a day job so I can afford my nights and weekends job. <laughs> this is like a full time thing, though. Yeah. I mean, how do you? Yeah. 
what is I work seven days a week, literally. I mean, so, I mean, I, I've got a team of people, thankfully, but, you know, I'm still working all, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I mean, it, it's crazy. I go into work on Monday or, you know, Zoom into work, right? And people say, how was your weekend? I'm like, oh, it was awesome. They're like, oh, what'd you do? I'm like, I worked. They're like, how is that awesome? I'm like, no, not on this, right? I worked on Dubert stuff. I got to do that stuff that I really love and, and develop the features and think ahead as to how do we, how do we revolutionize the way things are done, right? And bring technology to an underserved market. And they're like, wow, okay. <laughs> Never thought of that. Um, so yeah, it is a, it's a passion of mine. Uh, I love that. That sound bite. It just gave me like chills that what you just said, how did you revol revolutionize a technology for an underserved? How did you say it? Underserved community. I mean, it's, it's an underserved community, right? It's an underserved industry. We are, you know, there's, there's about 4,800 shelters in the U.S. And by the estimates that I can calculate, somewhere between 20 and 25,000 rescue groups in the U.S. And that's just in the U.S. I mean, imagine when you start thinking globally how many different types of organizations and volunteers and people. And to me, it's just underserved with technology. And if we can make them more efficient, and give them the tools that they need, then they're going to save more animals. It's just, it's a throughput. And so that's what's exciting to me is to be able to revolutionize this and bring them the tools that they need because, you know, that's why our tagline is helping you help animals. Um, we're not the ones that do it. They're the ones that are doing the hard, hard work, right? I just want to be the one that's supporting them and giving them the tools and, and recognizing the, the work that they're doing. Yeah, the vessel. Do people in your day life think that you're just absolutely crazy to be, uh, you know, everyone looks forward to their weekend, right? To do something yeah. relaxing or to do something. And you are doing this literally out of the goodness of your own heart with the brilliance of your, how, how you were built to, to build yeah. this. Really. Do they think you're nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they probably do. Um, it's, it's weird because as I've done my animal innovation show, right, my, my own podcast, I've, we publish it as well to LinkedIn. And I've noticed that people in my day job are like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't know you did that. Um, and I kind of stop and I think, well, I don't, I don't go into work on Monday and be like, guess what I did? Like, you know, it's just like, it's almost different lives to me because the people that I work with in my day job, most of them know nothing as I knew nothing 10 years ago um, about animal rescue. And so if they ask, I'm obviously happy to share. Um, and they're like, how the heck do you do this? I'm like, some days I, I don't know. <laughs> I get up at 3.30 in the morning and uh, you know, I go to bed around 8.30, 9 o'clock at night and seven days a week. It's just what I've been doing for years because I'm passionate about what we can do. We're not, I'm not done. Right. Um, I'm not done. There's so much more that we can do. There's I got some big things planned here even before the summer that we're going to try and revolutionize animal rescue again, because to me, I'm until all of these animals are safe. That's that's what my life's purpose is. And even when we're done in the U.S., I mean, they estimate there's 30 million stray dogs in India, just in India. Oh, God. And you think, wow. And Brazil and China and there's all these places and and yet just like just like us Americans there's millions and millions of passionate people that are working to help and their challenges are different right so I am definitely not naive to think that oh I just you know rolled Dubert out to India and all solved 
it's it's different. But I really think that technology can serve as that aggregator, as that way to organize um, and make them more efficient, right? So that again, they can improve the the quantity of animals that they're able to save. So until until we've saved every animal, I'm I'm going to keep going. We're you know, I, I see a, a lot of opportunity for us to help out with wildlife. Um, there's a lot of wildlife organizations out there that do transport, do all sorts of types of um, saving of animals, everything from wolves to birds to, you know, bunnies. I mean, there's just, there's a need for people that are compassionate. And if I can bring them the tools and the technology that they need, then it allows me to sleep at night. Oh my wow. God, that's amazing. Okay, so we need to know about this podcast. Explain to everyone what this podcast sure. is, where it's at, yeah, all that. how they can find it, yes. Of course. So uh, it's called the Animal Innovation Show. Um, I've, you know, I've done podcasts for years. I used to do the Animal Rescue of the Week, the Animal Shelter of the Week, and the Animal Professional Podcast. So we were doing three podcasts a week, which is a lot. And um, in January of 2021, we launched the Animal Innovation Show. And the way I describe it is innovations are anything, you know, whether it's a product, a service, or even an idea anything that people are doing that helps animals and the people that love them, I want to feature them, right? I want to bring attention to them. And so we, um, you could check it out. If you go to duber.com slash podcast, or you, you could see it up at the top. It's very similar to your show. We uh, record it and we stream it live. Uh, we have edited versions to all of the platforms, right? So Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, um, and obviously the, the podcasting channels. And what I do is I interview different founders and different people. Uh, it's so amazing to me, everything from technology to food to medicine, medicine. There's so many cool innovations and innovative things that people are doing that help our animals and help them to lead healthier lives and more fun lives. Um, and so for me, it's a great opportunity to network and to raise awareness. Like I love doing the show, I said, my job's easy. I just record, right? I've got an amazing team that makes me look good, makes the guests look good. Um, and so we've got a, an, a, an amazing show now. We're fast approaching uh, episode 100 for us. So we're just a little bit behind you ladies. Yeah. Um, and it's all about just trying to show all of the things that people do. I, I think there's so many more ideas out there that people have to help animals. And they're, ah, it's a stupid idea. I'm not going to do it. The number of people I've interviewed on my show that it literally starts with just an idea yeah. and they go, well, maybe, maybe, I, maybe there is something to this. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just really cool. So animal innovation show, um, just go to dubert.com slash podcast and uh, you can check it out or go pick your favorite platform. Cause it's all over all the, all the platforms. Oh, oh my amazing. God. Awesome. So um, I, ha I have to ask though, it, it's right. You know, we were obviously crazy cat ladies and there's, we had this beautiful community. I mean, it's always amazing to us just uh, how compassionate and empathetic and supportive and this whole cat community is. And there's a lot of women in it, a lot of women in the cat community. It's rare to see a man so driven. It's true. You know, we've got some of our favorite Trap King. Yeah. Australian yeah. Davis, you know, yeah. Some favorites out there and, and guys are doing amazing things. Where did this start for you? I mean, were you always an animal lover? Like from a or... child, like childhood or? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I loved, we had a dog growing up, but I can't say that I was just, you know, passionate. It really became when my eyes were opened, honestly, once I did that first flight and 
really realize the plight of this. It's it's like this whole industry. I hadn't I had no idea. I didn't know anything about it. And that's really where once I started learning more, I just became more and more and more passionate. It, so it started with it was fun, right? Flying and playing with dogs, like cool. But then when you really start to understand the the plight of animals and what's happening, and for as I you know like to say, it's things that we humans caused, right? We can prevent this and we can do a better job of this. And I'm like, well, instead of just sitting on the sidelines, I want to get involved. And then, I mean, I personally flew hundreds of animals myself, but I'm like, there's more, there's more that can be done. And it's hard because I don't get to go flying anymore. Um, I don't have, I don't have the time. Right. And that's why I got into it. But I also know that if I can enable more pilots and more drivers and more passionate people, then that that serves the purpose, right? So my passion has just continued to grow literally year over year once I've learned and continue to learn more. I feel like every every day I learn new ways that we can help animals or the, the really unique programs that people are doing. I mean, it, it never occurred to me that um, animals get involved in domestic abuse situations and I, I was kind of oblivious, but there's a whole set of organizations that focus on that and, and giving the human people a safe place to have their animal kept um, while they're in, a, in a, a shelter trying to resolve their situation and court case dogs and all these other things. And you just go, wow, like there's so many opportunities and there's people that are doing this and they're doing it on Excel and email and they're, they're doing the best they can. So if I can enable them and bring them the technology, that's what warms my heart, knowing that we made a difference um, and helping them. It's not about it's not about me. It's it's about them. It's about the work that they're doing. And I'm, that's what makes me so excited. And that's what gives me the energy to, to get up in, in the morning, you know, every single every single day, knowing that we're helping more people to do what they love. So you mentioned it's it is it's funny when I look at the analytics, it's like. 90% female. Um, it's humbling and it's a little weird um, being, you know, I, I obviously think a little bit differently than some of the people and um, it's given me a lot of perspective. It's even really helped me in, in my day job. I, um, it, the best part is I feel like I'm, I'm one of, so we have about 20 people now on Team Dubert and there's only about three guys. <laughs> the rest are female. And it's really humbling to, to know that people want to be and want to be a part of this and want to help. Um, so the community we serve is very female, but um, we're proud of them. We want to do whatever we can to help. Yeah. Absolutely. So if, if there was one thing that you could, um, that you could, or that anyone here could do to help um, the cause, get the word out, yeah. um, become a, need? yeah, what's the biggest yeah. need right now? I, I mean, ironically enough, seven and a half years in, our biggest need is still awareness. Um, I mean, not a day, not a week goes by. We probably sign up about 10, 10 new organizations, rescues and shelters every week. And they're like, oh my God, I'd never heard of you. So if you know anybody that does animal rescue, if you work with anybody or volunteer at a shelter, um, just mention it. Right. I'm not asking you to push it, promote it or anything like that. I mean, it's it's free. They don't have to, you know, do anything. We want to we want to help, right? And there's a lot of cool tools that we have, but because I don't have any money to um, advertise this, um, it's really hard for me to get the word out. So we do rely on people to share and just 
you know, certainly we'd love more volunteers. Tell your friends and family. But if you, you know, know, I always say animal rescue is like two degrees of separation. Remember the whole Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation, right? I always say it's two degrees. Everybody knows somebody that does animal rescue or somebody that, you know, it's like one, one more layer away. So when you start talking to people, you, you realize how many people are really passionately involved in helping animals. Yeah. Um, so if you let them know about it, they can come check it out. We're happy to do a demo, show them how it works, how to, you know, get it all set up. Um, if it can make them more efficient, then you can feel good knowing that you're helping to save more animals. Yeah, oh absolutely. God, I, love I love it so much. So you if, guys, if all you guys, of us, yeah, let's share this. Everybody, tell. I'm, I'm, I'm looking platform. at. I'm looking at at least six names in the comments that I know for sure are either fosters or work with rescues, um, just right now. And yeah. so, um, so guys, let's let's help Chris. Let's get the word out. Let's yeah. let's help. Let's help save let's more help Chris animals. Help, help the people yeah. helping animals. Let's all help save more animals by getting by getting the word out. And um, if you guys, if anyone has. Um, you know, extra time. If you're out, if you're actually looking for um, to foster, if you're looking to, um, if you're looking to transport. Uh, transport, if you're looking to adopt, let go to dubert.com and, um, and just check out the website and see what, uh, see what all it's an amazing website. And so check it out and see yeah. what, what all's, um, what all's there and spread the word. And the link is in the description and real quick, just give everybody everywhere that they can find you yes. and what, what like, uh, because I would just grab like the link and post it, right? Like, yeah. You yeah. Share a link. What's the best way in your IT opinion? <laughs> you know, one of the things that's really humbling is uh, there's about 500 people a month that just type the word Dubert into Google. And to know that there's that many people that are searching for the word Dubert, right? They hear about it. It's unique. And so you can find us, of course, on Facebook, Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on the internet, right? Twitter, we don't do too much on. Um, but just type Duber, D-O-O-B-E-R-T. If you just type that into Google, you will get on the homepage. You will see our social media. If you type it into Facebook, you'll find us. Um, so just remember Duber. He was a big orange and white tabby, very loving soul. And um, it's in his honor that I do this. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I'm, you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for being such a beautiful human. For taking the time heart. to do this podcast with yeah, us too. This yes. means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Um, to get the word out, we're going to do everything that we can to help yeah. uh, spread the word spread as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, episode of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. Um, we are we are humbled to be in your presence. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little smitten. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was going to like you, but this is... <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna Thank need you. a minute. Yeah, she might. Thank you so much. Did bit. we did we miss anything? Any any final thoughts from you? Did we miss anything? No, no. I mean, I I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and and share. And obviously, like I said, there's so much more for us to do. So yeah. we'll be yep. one to watch. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. This. Let's blow it up, guys. Let's do it. Uh, thank you so thank much you for, joining for joining us. us. Yes, and thank you, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you very soon. Yes, we'll see you again soon. Too. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye.